A very good morning to you from all of us at Radio 3. Now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong, which this week comes from Holden Chow, legislator of the DAB. This programme is a personal view programme. Enough is enough. Hong Kong people can't stand the mayhem anymore. With the violence erupted in the course of the social unrest, setting fire, vandalising shops, beating up people due to different political opinion, flowing petrol bombs, how could we stand such cruel behaviour? The riot is de facto terrorism. It indeed threatens people not to express any opinion against the rioters' belief, deprives people's freedom to go out due to the unlawful assembly organised by the protesters. Those days left vivid memory to many of us. People are so infuriated by this ridiculous behaviour People are expecting law enforcement, crackdown on this turmoil. Over the past 23 years, the Hong Kong SAR government has failed to enact local legislation for Article 23 of our basic law. Hong Kong, being part of China, there has been all along a loophole in safeguarding national security for the entire nation. The central government has the right and duty to enact national security law to fix this loophole, to protect people from extremists, protect the sovereignty and territorial integrity of our nation, bring peace and stability to the city. When I stood on the street explaining the national security law to Hong Kong people, the crowd applauded the decision made by MPC. We are all aware of the importance of stability to any business environment. Imagine if violence erupts everywhere without any law enforcement combating chaos. Who would be eager to invest in Hong Kong in the long run? Therefore, the national security law is enacted to secure peace and stable environment for foreign investors in the long run which refuted the groundless and untrue accusation raised by the pandemics to the effect that the law is threatening one country, two systems. The law targets limited individuals who engage in extreme actions, including terrorism or secession. For those who take initiatives to back foreign nations to sanction Hong Kong, these limited individuals are the ones who should worry. But the vast majority of Hong Kong people need not have any concerns about the law. The opposition camp is well first in playing scaremongering tactics. I hope the general public would properly dismiss these ideas with malice to scare off people. The Bar Association released a public statement wrongfully accusing that appointing judges by chief executive to deal with national security cases is interference to the judiciary and causing harm to one country, two systems, which is utterly wrong and misleading. Article 83 stipulates that the jurisdiction and organization of our courts are regulated by local Hong Kong law. Article 88 stipulates that the judges are ultimately appointed by the chief executive. The chief executive has the right 
in accordance with basic law to appoint a list of judges with relevant expertise and ability to hear national security cases. That is appropriate and complies with basic law. Bearing in mind that under the existing arrangement, lists of judges are assigned to sit on some tribunals, and the chief executive did appoint judges to preside over inquiry. None of these above causes any sort of intervention to the judiciary. Perhaps the Bar Association ought to keep a lid on its own political motive and mind their own business as a true professional body reflecting professional opinion as opposed to biased political opinion. People never forget their so-called professional advice regarding the legality of West Kowloon High-Speed Railway, which turns out to be utterly wrong. We have seen countless youngsters being instigated to commit crime in the course of the social unrest. Many of them were prosecuted and some of them might be put behind bars. Opposition political leaders misled the public by claiming that a criminal record would leave you a better life, wrongfully swayed the public to embrace violence, which is reason why the cruel violence continues. Some teachers also must be blamed due to their misconduct, including teaching students to commit crime to meet their ultimate objectives, ends justify means, inciting hatred against police, inciting hatred against China, and setting the ridiculous exam question on the cruel Japanese aggression against China during Second World War. This behavior is surely against professional conduct. I have been urging the authority to take appropriate actions against those teachers who have breached professional conduct. They should be blacklisted and the curriculum of what they teach at school should be highly transparent and open to public for monitoring purpose. Teachers with serious misconduct ought to be penalized, including scrapping of their teacher license, so that they would not be able to jeopardize our next generation. Unfortunately, it seems that the government is not doing enough in this connection. There is lack of appropriate enforcement to bring about adequate deterring impact. It takes all of us to join hands to save our city. Relentless actions must be taken to combat extremists. Over a whole year, these people put all-out effort to destroy our home. Their means cannot be more unscrupulous and cruel. It's time to voice out our votes, revealing their hypocrisy and support the national security law. The extremists wish to bring an end to our one country, two systems, which their goal of Hong Kong independence over my dead body. You have been listening to this weekend's Letter to Hong Kong from Holden Chow, legislator of the DAB. Letter to Hong Kong will be back next Sunday 